Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, and welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to continue my interview with Wayne Ivasich from Taylor Technologies. We're going to go over um, the acceptable free coin level in commercial pools and in your backyard pool, and we're going to touch on phosphates. And we'll also touch on the Taylor 2000 series test kits being NSF certified. Leslie's Pool Supplies is a proud partner of the Pool Guy Podcast Show. Leslie's Pool Supplies has been do-it-yourselfers and pool trade professionals trusted partners since 1963, providing quality products and services to make pool care easy and solutions and expertise to do it right. So I'm going to go ahead and play the intro um, that Wayne recorded yesterday so you can kind of catch up the speed of what Wayne does over at Taylor Technologies. And at the end of the uh, podcast, I also have the outro from the first episode where Wayne talks about the webinars that he um, gives. And he also shares how you can get in contact with him directly um, to find out more about the webinars or to actually just talk to him on the phone um, over at Taylor. So let's jump right in to part two. And here's Wayne again introducing himself and what he does over at Taylor Technologies. So you want to tell the listeners what you do over at Taylor? Sure. Um I am the manager for education and technical services here at Taylor Technologies. We're located over in Sparks, Maryland. That's about, oh, about 30-ish miles straight north of downtown Baltimore. Uh, I've been with Taylor since 1991. Uh, Started out here at Taylor in uh, sales for for many, many, many years, almost uh, a little over two decades. And then back in 2014, was asked to create a department that's just focusing on education and dealing with all the technical emails and and calls that we get it every day here at Taylor. And that's what I've been doing pretty much uh, nonstop since since like the latter part of 2014. So let's talk about um, accessible coin level. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, here in Los Angeles, the health department allows you to have 10 parts, up to 10 parts per million in a commercial pool. Right. And I know a lot of our areas are going that way, too, because mm-hmm. of, you know, some of the... Um, some of the things that the media is talking about of resistant bacteria and viruses mm-hmm. and things like that. Mm-hmm. So what's your thought on a chlorine level of 10 parts per million? I, I think as a maximum level, uh, particularly in a commercial uh, pool, public pool, is, is not a bad idea. And a lot of it has to do with bather loads and, and the, the quality of the construction of the pool or spa itself. Okay. Um, not only is, is, is 10 parts per million the case out where, where, where you all are located out in L.A. and, and, and California and whatnot, but the 10 parts per million maximum is pretty much it. <laughs> it's written in stone in, in um, a clear majority of health departments in the country. Um, I know pretty much every state over here on the East Coast, 10 is it. Um, anything over 10, they kind of go, you know, we're shutting you down. Yeah. You got to lower down a little bit. Um, it's not that anything higher than 10 is going to hurt you. It's just going to make it a little bit weird because really high chlorine levels can do things like bleach out hair, uh, bleach out bathing suits, things like that nature. Some people might be susceptible 
uh, or uh, yeah, react to high chlorine levels a little bit with irritation and, and red eyes and things like that. Uh, but 10 seems to be a nice, good number. But as far as an ideal range, that's a little bit different. Ideally, depending upon the kind of pool it is or whatnot, but you're probably looking anywhere from, say, three to five parts per million, uh, generally speaking. And that holds true for most residential applications, too. Mm-hmm. So the guys in commercial pools should be keeping their coin at a higher level based on how many people are using the pool, things yeah. like that, mm-hmm. and the equipment. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. And then for residential, nothing over five would probably be necessary, right? I, I, I would agree with that. Again, unless it's mm-hmm. one of those situations where you're having a big party on a Saturday mm-hmm. and everybody jumps in the pool kind of deal, then yeah, you might want to bump it up just a little bit. But under normal operating conditions, yeah, that, that's perfectly fine. Okay. Yeah. yeah, one thing in my area, we have a lot of saltwater pools, and it's con- it's a constant battle to keep that coin level between three and five mm-hmm. parts. It's always super high right, in a lot right. of cases. Um, so here's something. When I first started out in the industry, and probably not until about the last you know, five or eight years, mm-hmm. um, talk about phosphates in the pool mm-hmm. and how big of a problem that causes. So what's your take on the phosphate issue? Right, and, and, and I do agree with you 100%. You know, phosphates became a thing. Uh, about five years ago or so. Um, and, and because it became a thing, of course, people were hot and heavy to learn about it and, and you know, all these treatment things are available. But it, it, to be quite honest with you, you know, it, we've got a thing going on, but is it, is it really an issue? Uh, a very good friend of mine, uh, Dr. Neil Lowry, once wrote a, an article that said phosphates, we have a solution, but is there a problem? <laughs> because <laughs> you can have phosphates in, in recreational water, but it not be an issue. Um, and, and what I mean by that is um, generally phosphates, whether they come from source water or fertilizer or crop dusting, or even, you know, unfortunately, you know, out your way, all, all the fires and they're using phosphorus based products to, to, you know, w- with all the fires in the mountains um, that get into recreational water, um, phosphates get in there, they're there. And the issue becomes um, one of, of reactions. Phosphates can, and, and the best way to visualize it is consume chlorine. And if you consume chlorine, you're removing it from the water. And if you remove it from the water, if there's algae present, you got an algae bloom going literally overnight. I've seen green, I've seen beautiful pools go green overnight because of phosphate issues. But if you don't have any algae to begin with, is it a problem? <laughs> and that's where you kind of go, I, you know, I don't know about this. But the good thing is, is that, yeah, there is a solution if, if, it, if it is a problem or if you want to be preventive um, um, and to not have a, a problem occur. Um, the, 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 there's only one product that will remove phosphates, and generically it's called lanthanum chloride. Uh, but it's all the same product regardless of what the brand name ha- has to be. And once you add that into the, the pool water, it, it removes the phosphate levels. And it's generally recommended that you don't want your phosphate level to get much above 125 parts per billion, not million now, but billion PBB. And anything higher than that, there could be a problem. Anything lower than that probably isn't a problem. Now, to tie into all this, and this is interesting, didn't know if you knew this, but a lot of um, municipal water departments uh, Baltimore's one of them, will add a little bit of phosphate to their their infrastructure and to their water system because it's also a corrosion inhibitor. Hmm. And so particularly those areas that have older 
infrastructures, like mostly here on the East Coast, I mean, like really old. Um, they use that to help with, with pipes because, you know, it's expensive to replace where there's a water pipe burst and all that stuff. But um, they'll use that. So when you're using that kind of water to fill a pool or spa, hello, phosphates, you're, they're already in there. Hmm. So you have to kind of be aware of it. I usually tell um, people that, you know, service people that if you're in an area and that you're not familiar with the municipal water, okay, always do a phosphate test first. Or, or always do a phosphate test, something like that, in order to see where, where your beginning numbers are, if they are even there in the first place. If, if the pool is near a golf course or, or in an agricultural area, uh, then it's almost a guarantee that you have phosphates or nitrates, actually, because they kind of mm-hmm. work together in the water that are going to probably cause some kind of a problem. And you mentioned nitrates there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another issue that's uh, pretty prevalent. I have a lot of group members that are dealing with that in their areas. Mm-hmm. And once they test for nitrates and it's in the pool water, um, it's very hard to cure that. I know a lot of them putting oh, like yeah. 10, 10 gallons of liquid chlorine in and next day it zeroes out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for nitrates, I guess, what would be the solution for that? Well, well, there's there's two schools of thought. And, and un, unlike phosphates, there's no magic chemical that you can add to remove nitrates. Just simply doesn't happen. The, the first school of thought is the obvious, you know, drain the pool, flush it out, you know, change out the filter, whatever, and refill it back up with water that doesn't have nitrates in it. That's kind of a no-brainer. Um, but, hey, hello, California, for example, you might have water restrictions, so what do you do? Well, the other school of thought is, is you, you mentioned it before, is, is you would technically super shock mm-hmm. the, the, the water, but not just once, but like two or three times in a row. Yeah. And and that actually converts the nitrates to harmless sodium nitrite. Now, this is one of those situations where is the cure worse than the disease, hmm. uh, particularly if you say have an above ground vinyl liner pool. Shocking that vinyl liner pool repeatedly is not going to make that that liner happy. <laughs> so, you know, you, you got to kind of weigh the pros and cons of, of, of what method is going to work best for you. Um, but the likelihood, but again, uh, not, but again, but nitrates are measured in parts per billion also. Mm-hmm. And, um, th- since the industry as a whole doesn't really have any official recommendations as far as accessible, accessible, acceptable levels or high levels, uh, other than zero, we have to kind of go by what the EPA says, because you see it a lot in potable water and the EPA says anything over 10 parts per million per million of phosphates or nitrates, which is 10,000 parts per billion, a lot of stuff, it's considered a health hazard okay. and, and can make you sick if, if you ingest it. So, you know, the, the likelihood of it getting that high, not great, but it's there. So mm-hmm. we have to kind of follow what they say and, until the industry, you know, says something definitively. Yeah, I've had a few pools with nitrates, and I, I do the super chlorinating method. I, I, okay. I'll put in 10 gallons one day. This is not a vinyl pool. And then I'll go back the very next day, and I'll do the same thing. And cool. by the third treatment of that, it mm. seems to turn it around. But a lot yeah. of guys will have to drain the pool, I think, when the nitrates actually um, get into the water. And it's yeah. um, one of those things where it's not probably very common, but the way I discovered it is the pool was just not holding chlorine no matter how much I was putting in. I was putting in you know, a whole case of liquid, and nothing was holding. Um, and that's how I discovered that it was a nitrate problem versus mm. a phosphate or another issue of the circulation but um i think it's probably um pretty prevalent in arizona a lot of guys in my group from there have that problem with the nitrates mm-hmm. um, in the pools 
Um, yeah. So let's um, let's talk about the um, NSF certification of your the Taylor test kits now, which is a yeah. something new, and then the, mm-hmm. it's the K two thousand five and K two thousand six series, right? Uh, um, well, actually, it's it's pretty much all of the K two thousand series kits, okay. uh, but also you would add to that the individual kits to to do the FAS DPD drop test for chlorine. So the K fifteen fifteen A and fifteen fifteen C. Then all the 2000 series kits, uh, so like the K2005, 2000, 2006, things like that. Uh, there's two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 19 kits that received the NSF certification back in, in August of last year. Okay, and explain to the listeners what that actually means. Why would Taylor go through the trouble of getting the, the kits certified? Well, uh, it, it's a matter of being recognized that the methodology that we use in, in these particular test kits has been independently reviewed by the NSF group um, and that it meets their uh, specifications for what's called um, um, uh, swimming pool spas, hot tubs, and other recreational water facilities classification at NSPF. And they not, not, even, not only test for uh, or review test kits, but they do a lot of other things uh, involved in things like pool alarms, uh, yeah, filtrations, a, a whole bunch of other things. So this is just part of the whole process. So that what that means is that when you go through this certification process, and it is lengthy, it is not it's 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 not cheap. <laughs> so there's a lot of monetary investment involved in this. To get that NSF certification gives us an extra, you know, one of those thumbs up. You know, you are, you guys are know what you're doing and, and what you are, what you are selling to to consumers, is is good and works and works well and works properly, and uh, it's 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 a good thing to have. Um, um, a lot of uh, the other uh, people who do testing products. Uh, have some some of their equipment also NSF certified too, so it, it's a good thing. I mean, it, it would be one of the things that you know would would your average homeowner really care? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Would a pool service company or management company or some larger facility or a health department look at purchasing a testing kit that either has the NSF certification or doesn't? I know which one I would go for, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that would be one that's NSF certified because it's not Taylor. Looking at it, it's it's a completely independent um, group, the American National Standards Group, um, th- that has looked at this and said, yeah, it's good to go. You guys are doing right. It's doing what it says to do. Go for it. That kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. And not to say that Taylor kits weren't accurate before the certification. It's kind of like having a purebred dog and you just go get it certified. You already know that it's purebred, right? Exactly. Exactly right. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. So um, let's stop uh, stop here in this one, and we'll continue with some of the questions that mm-hmm. um, I, w- I was emailed by the members of my group for you, and we'll continue yeah. another podcast talking about mm-hmm. those questions. Right. And I'll put at the end, Wayne, I'll put that little outro again with the okay. webinar on this one, too. Cool. I give a series of eight webinars um, every Tuesday from 3 o'clock to 4 o'clock East Coast time, uh, and it's sponsored through a group called GoToWebinar, GoToWebinar.com. And if anybody's interested in it, the easiest way to do it is actually to email me, and then I can send them the links that they need to have and go to and use in order to register for the individual webinars. And my email address is very easy. It's Wayne W A Y N E at 
WayneTaylorTechnologies.com. And that's no spaces or dashes or dots or anything, and it's plural for technology. So Wayne at TaylorTechnologies.com. And you send me that email, and then I'll send you back the link for, for all the webinars. And um, that's the easiest way to do it. And the good thing about it is, the really cool thing is that there are four core webinars involved in those eight. And if you attend the four core webinars, you get this really pretty nice certificate of completion from Taylor and from me, signed by me, signed by our, our CEO. And it's kind of neat and suitable for framing, one of those kind of deals. But it, but but it's really neat. And, and, and a lot of people like that. I, like I said, I've been doing it for for a long time and i probably have given out well over a thousand certificates wow. over the years uh yeah the people really do like those webinars because they're short they're mm -hmm. they're anywhere from 30 minutes to 40 minutes uh i break it down in, in specific inform um uh, specific topics like sanitation oxidation testing techniques water balance hot water chemistry things like that so um yeah I, getting the information if somebody's interested really easy just go ahead and pop me an email over at taylor i'm also um, we have an 800 line that goes into the company. It's 1-800-837-8548, which spells out 1-800-TEST-KIT. Cute, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that goes right into our customer service department. And you can ask to speak with Wayne and, and the, the ladies over there will transfer whomever calls straight up to me. And you'll, you'll talk to me and not a robot. And in the description of this podcast, I also have the link for part one and for part three of the interview with Wayne here, so you can listen to all three parts of the interview. And I highly recommend, again, listening to all three of them. There's a lot of great information presented in each podcast for you. And if you're looking for more resources for your pool care, definitely check out my website, swimmingpoollearning.com. I have an ebook available for $9.99. Plus, there's a lot of great web pages that will help you with your pool care there. And if you do service for a living, definitely check out my coaching program at poolguycoaching.com. For $10 a month, you can text me, and for $20 a month, you can call me in real time. Plus, there's a lot of other great benefits for being part of the coaching group. Again, you can learn more about that at PoolGuyCoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.